Text 51551. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, as we've heard already from one of our texters, empathy is being promoted in schools and across society as an answer to the world's problems. Uh, The Activating Social Empathy programme teaches secondary school children the value of connecting emotionally to the experience of others and has been trialled in 120 schools nationwide. But what is empathy? Uh, Writer of the Unthinkable Philosophy column, Joe Humphreys, joins us now to discuss. How are you doing, Joe? Right, hi. Good. Um, So, before we get to solving the world's problems with empathy, uh, what is empathy? Yeah, well, empathy, uh, it, it's an ability to relate to someone else's feelings or moods. So critically, it's, it's related to their feelings rather than their thoughts. You're not really trying to understand what they're, they're thinking necessarily. But it's it's that connection at that level. So um, I suppose the most visible expression, we, we I mean, it can relate to positive feelings, but we often are typically associated with negative ones. So if someone's feeling down, feeling uh, sad uh, or, or suffering and empathetic feelings. Um, so the most visible expression might be crying. So if you're a big crier, you're probably very empathetic, you know. So you go to a movie, you're, you empathise with the characters in the movie, you might find yourself crying during the movie. That's that's empathy there. You're, you're empathising uh, in that context. So um, as you say, it, there's a lot of interest in it. You know, in fact, Killian Murphy is one of the people who's promoting empathy. He doesn't do a lot of public work, but that's one thing he's, he promotes uh, as, as something that we need more of. I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily do anything on its own. So it's often within kind of philosophy or philosophical or psychological thinking, it's seen as a precursor to, to action. So, um, for instance, in Confucianism, it's known as Jen. It's the it's a kind of a human instinct uh, known as uh, something that's seen as essential to hu- humanity or hu- humanness. And then that leads on to what they call Li or something called um, compassion, what we call compassion or love or or, or, or action that for the good. So it's seen as a sort of a spark that, that ignites the, the good action or, or some positive behaviour, but on its own maybe doesn't do a whole lot, like crying might not. It's got, oh, there I am, back, I'm back. As I say, the computer is uh, not cooperating today. Um, you suggested there uh, that maybe some people are more empathetic than others. Mm. Um, are we all not hardwired to be empathetic? Is that not part of being human? Yeah, well, I think that a lot of people would say that, and and there's, I suppose, a couple of answers to that. One is is the biological evidence, and and evolutionary biologists would say we evolved to be empathetic, and partly because of our group nature, we 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 empathise to maintain social cohesion. So we can we talk, we pick up on each other's feelings, so that this this creates bonds in the community, and and that's carried on really from, from evolutionary times to today. Um, there, there's a there's an argument as to whether other animals can empathise. So. The, the general view is other animals show feelings. It's quite clear, uh, like you see elephants who grieve for other elephants, things like this. But um, the general consensus among biologists as well is they don't empathise the way we do. They can't pick up on feeling the way we do. So they, they can't necessarily detect an emotion within another animal. And they don't, funnily enough, they don't cry in the same way we do. So animals will shed tears, kind of moisten their eyes and that. But they don't cry in the way we do in an, in an empathetic way. Uh, and, and one of the things that, that also the kind of science would show is that um, animals would empathise within their species. So you can empathise, an elephant will empathise with an elephant and so forth. Um, uh, hu- humans are, 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 are uh, if you like, um, and this this cuts to a problem with empathy, is that we can be selective in our empathy. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can just empathise, let's say, not just for our species, but maybe just for people who look like us, people in our tribe, people in our... Uh, whatever vicinity only our family and that that is a problematic element of empathy that empathy can possibly colour our moral reasoning it can stop us from actually being compassionate to people who we don't empathise with 
Yeah, it's probably a safety mechanism as well. So, so for example, if we were empathetic to every tragedy that happened worldwide all the time, it would be emotionally exhausting, would it not? It, it would, it would. I mean, it would be very hard to do. As you say, if you think of, you know, that, that crying, that feeling of uncontrollable um, relation to, to yes. someone else, it, it would, I think you're right, I think. You know, like, it, the, 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 say there was a recent tragedy and we all in, in, involving a young boy. Now, that cut to the core for a lot of people. Mm. They, they would have cried, they would have felt low mood as a result of that. Now, if you were hearing stories like that from all over the world, and there would be similar stories like that all over the world all the time. Yes, yeah, yeah. You just couldn't cope. You couldn't. I mean, you can imagine the feeling you you get at attending a funeral. Often, you know, you go to a funeral, you're you're very empathetic at a funeral. You're feeling for the the people who've lost a loved one. You're often thinking about your own loved one, you know, that may be be facing death in some time in the future. Um, And it can be emotionally exhausting, as you say. So imagine going to a funeral after funeral, if you like, throughout the day, revisiting that Mm. constantly. So I guess, I guess that's why there's, there's a sort of a disclaimer or some sort of caveat with empathy that um, it, it isn't a cure-all. So sometimes it's presented as maybe a, an elixir some sort of magic ingredient that if we just were more empathetic, the world would be better. Um, it's, not, it's not that simple. And there are critics of empathy uh, in psychology and elsewhere who say, you know, actually we need to stop you know, fixating on empathy and we need to think about things instead. Uh, uh, compassion. Okay reasoned moral uh, moral reasoning in a different way. I'm wondering, once again, is it a case of mismatch? So, you know, back, our predecessors would have lived in groups of 150 mm. and they wouldn't have known anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. So, so empathy would have worked really well within that social group. It would have been a glue that kept everybody together. Yeah. Now we live in a global society where we have access to stories from all over the world, where empathy, we have to make calls on various things, geopolitical things, etc. And we might make wrong calls because of our our empathy. Exactly, right. exactly. That can, that can blur your blur what's, what's the right thing to do in any situation. So mm. it, it, it would distinguish from that. I mean, one of the things that's happening now as well, because also, as you say, we, we're learning about all these tragedies and awful things that happen around the world. And we're also cut off a bit more from our immediate group. So this mm. is affecting how empathy is experienced on an immediate level. I mean, we, we have kind of social media where we're, we're communicating by different means. Where, you know, COVID was intervened where like lots of people didn't have physical contact with other people for a long time, etc. So and then you've you've new things coming down the tracks like you know virtual reality yes. things like this where we people will seal themselves off a lot more so we are, are becoming more individualistic and this is this is an, a, one of the big questions around empathy um, obviously if it's an evolved uh, faculty it's not going to be something that's going to go away overnight but uh, if if we go against that, na- that, that, that nature we become more individualistic uh, we lose that social cohesion so we lose that that um, sense uh, uh, that the training of, of feeling as part of a community. That's my next question. Training, learning. Do you learn empathy? Can you improve your empathy? Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, you can, you can as you say, you were discussing it, discussing it already, I think, in terms of the, the what can be done in schools and kind yes. of, you know, uh, being in connection with your emotions, you know, not being afraid to cry, for instance. Um, I mean, there's a couple of things philosophers would point out. So one of them is uh, going right back to the Stoics and the ancient Greeks. They, they practice a, a, a thing called a circle of concern. So 
every day or every morning you start thinking about your circle of concern. So you think about your family, you think about your friends, then you think about your community, then you think about uh, humanity as a whole. And then critically, they'd say you think also about nature, other living things and the earth mm. as a whole. And you and you think you, you empathise almost as you go along and you practice right. kind of thinking about others. Um, and another thing that's kind of popular among among philosophers is thinking about death, actually, because it's one of the unifying things of of um, uh, How of does that humanity. improve your empathy? Well, that, how does it improve your empathy? Good question. Well, I brought this guy along, actually. I brought a, 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 a memento mori. This is this is a, sc- a skull, a, 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 a cast. A memento a mori, here. a reminder of death. Is a that reminder a... of death. Yeah. So this is something that, that philosophers have advocated. So you can tell me at the end of this interview whether you feel any more <laughs> empathetic staring at this guy. Uh, but it, the, the idea is that by thinking about death, you're thinking more about something that unites us all. So you're, you're actually uh-huh. getting, you know, stripping away a lot of our... Uh, material co- concerns and other kind of uh, c- concerns we'd have about prestige and status and so forth and you're, and you're thinking about something that um, you know the person that's we're all you, human we're all human and we're all going to die and, as well, and, other, yes. and other animals and, and so forth and that has, that has I suppose that runs through a lot of the world religions as well as, as philosophies so in Buddhism you know when the foundational stories of Buddhism is, is um, uh, Siddhartha Gautama the, the Buddha uh, before he became the Buddha if you like he, he left his, his castle and he went out and he saw an old man and he didn't know, he'd never seen an old man before and then he saw the same man the next day he was sick and then the following day he came across a funeral procession and the old man had died and this was an awareness to him that suddenly he realised hang on this is what happens life is suffering it's death and this formed a kind of central tenant of his okay. belief system and he became enlightened and kind of a more humane and more uh, so compassionate individual as The a skull is a constant reminder to me of death I have one in the downstairs Lou <laughs> my wife bought me a, a framed quote from Gabriel Garcia Marquez mm-hmm. uh, whatever you do today whatever you do this year or in the next hundred years remember you'll be dead forever that's a nice little reminder. That's a great reminder. And the <laughs> yeah. toilet's a great place for thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very grounding. It's very grounding. Do you think about death regularly? Um, I, I don't know of any more than the, the average person. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I think there, I think there's something to it. I mean, it's a bit pretentious to have a, probably a skull in your yes. desk. It's the kind there, of thing. There's, there's one of the famous, <laughs> some famous tech billionaire has a countdown clock in his office. Yeah, that would be, I mean, I think it's one, it's it's something a lot of artists would do, you know, to remind yourself that time is limited and yes. you have to write the great novel before you die uh, as quick as you can. <laughs> so no messing about. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Uh, but I, I guess that's that's one of the, that's one of the, um, the ideas anyway. Uh, yeah, just because a lot of talk about artificial intelligence and mm. I suppose that's one of the arguments that, uh, you know, computers can never um, copy or mirror human empathy. Yeah, and, and I guess this is the question of intelligence. It's a huge debate in tech circles and AI. So what is intelligence? And generally, artificial intelligence is thought of problem solving and being efficient in your decision making. It's not necessarily emotional intelligence, you know. And, and it is a huge question because obviously if we are giving more uh, power, if you like, to, to, to artificial intelligence, you know, we might be ended up in nursing homes where, you know, we'd be looked after by some sort of robotic um, uh, carer. Um, you know, if they can't empathise, it's not it's not necessarily a good thing for us mm. as, as we go forward. I mean, the general view within within philosophy would be uh, computers can't empathise. And Edith Stein, for instance, the German Jewish philosopher who, who um, converted to Catholicism, became a nun, actually became a saint and, and was died in, in Auschwitz. Um, she wrote one of the kind of big uh, texts around empathy and described it as a human to human connection. So it's kind of almost like a loop between two people mm. that you're feeling off 
off each other's feelings all the time as you're empathising. Um, and something that's inherently human. Uh, and again, some of the science would bear that out, that, you know, if it does come from an evolutionary source, it's a human thing. And, you know, AI Whatever you say about it, it's very efficient to make decisions, but it hasn't evolved in the same way we have. It doesn't have this, this well, kind of hardwiring. I was reading a little bit about empathy and, and, and some of the scientists say that it's a mirroring thing, you know, that, mm. that, that we look at somebody and we take in all the, the, the visual uh, cues, uh, you know, if you're crying or whatever, and we process them in our brain and we, you know, deliver something. And mm. I suppose a computer could do that in a way. It could probably pick up on certain yeah. basic emotions. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess I, I guess the thing is, you know, it's yet it's yet to achieve that. Okay. It's yet to, yeah. So, 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 sociopaths, are, do they, are they completely uh, bereft of empathy? Well, I guess this is where you might go back to. They may be empathetic towards a very limited number of people, or, uh-huh. or, or, or uh, they may not have been able to widen their 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 sense of concern. But um, uh, there is, you know, the, and they are a small segment of society. How how you, how you treat that or how you train that is 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 a hard thing. You know, yeah. I mean, psychologists would would. Are, are you in favour then of empathy being part of the curriculum? I, I think it's a great concept to promote, I, you know, and I think um, though with with that reservation that I think, you know, it, it is only the starter of something, you know. Um, I mean, they're critics of empathy. I wouldn't quote Donald Trump as as, as, as somebody I, I'd normally quote, but uh, he, 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 he doesn't like empathy really in particular. You know, he sort of stands at the polar opposite of Pope Francis, who's big on empathy and his, his preaching. One of the things Donald Trump says is he doesn't cry. You know, he, he, he thinks it's kind of like a weakness. He's a doer. He's a doer. He's, he's he says yeah. rather than a crier. Do you reckon Putin cries? I, I doubt it now. Netanyahu yes. does yeah. he cry? Yeah, you see, these guys don't cry at all. But I think they're good. They're good examples of, uh, if you like, you know, wh- why empathy is important because you can see people who who don't empathise with other people, and you can see that's a problem. Yes. But I think what they highlight is that maybe on its own, empathy can be problematic. And as I say, particularly um, uh, if it's if it colours actually. You know, developed moral reasoning. Um, uh, it, it can be it can be a problem. I mean, as as you as you made the point yourself, we do get worked up. Like a loved one who stubs her toe might concern us a lot more than some serious humanitarian disaster on yes. the other side of the world, and that is a problem. Um, is it though? Uh, well, well, it well, is well, a problem. Well, well, yeah. well, you see, but I think it's 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 self preservation. Do you know, like in a way. Well, ultimately... Because yeah. like, it's, it's that thing, like, if, if you were to get worked up about something the other side of the world that you can't do anything about, is that is that a waste of energy and emotion, I wonder? Well, I'd say, one, we can do something about right. most things the other side of the world. Can we? We can do most things, yes, well, I think, that's I our think next, we can. That's, that's our, our next, next discussion. <laughs> that's our next discussion. Because that's hugely important. It, it, because at present, is. I'm speaking to person after person who's fr- frustrated by helplessness when it comes to global events. So that's, yeah. that's our next date. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Joe Humphreys, thanks so much. Thanks, Thank you. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.